It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Hanson's Hints here at FantasyPoints.com. First one of the 2023 year and season, I am John Hansen. I am the one who will be supplying the hints here. And if you uh, are watching on YouTube, we thank you for that. YouTube is going to be a big initiative for us at fantasypoints.com in 2023. So if you haven't already, please uh, subscribe to our page. Give us a like. Throw us a bone. Throw me a bone and uh, give me a positive comment. Same deal with the podcast feed. If you had previously previously subscribed to the uh, feed on uh, iTunes, uh, you're going to have to resubscribe to that bad boy. Uh, some sort of technical glitch on that one, but also definitely subscribe if you're not already and give us a good comment and give us a good rating and all that, especially on uh, iTunes because we're kind of starting from scratch. Well, what am I doing here today? I am recording this here in my office in New Jersey on Tuesday, March 7th. I was at the NFL Scouting Combine gathering up information. That's kind of what I am, I feel like, uh, an information gatherer. So I thought I would give back uh, the information I got and more importantly, the vibes I got on this year's incoming rookie class. I have never really purported myself to be, you know, an NFL scout or even really a truly hardcore NFL XO analyst guy. You know, we do have our guy, Brett Whitefield, who's working right now diligently on our 2023 prospect guide over at fantasypoints.com. And by the way, uh, that will be a free item that you can download and get all the great insight on this year's class from Brett Whitefield and others. So uh, stay tuned for information on that. You're going to have to get at least a free account uh, to the website. But um, for a moment on Brett, I spent three days with him in mobile at the senior bowl, just sitting there watching practices with him. And, you know, I've been around the block. I can absolutely confirm that my man knows what he's talking about. So, uh, you can trust him for the real hardcore stuff on this year's class in terms of their skills and, you know, their deficiencies, how it all translates to the national football league. I can certainly do that myself. I've been at this for a long time. I certainly know football. Obviously I've made a career out of this for 30 some odd years. I also do have a lot of, uh, familiarity with, the NFL reporting cycle and, you know, coach speak. So a lot of experience here. And, you know, while I'm not a big college football guy, I'm still learning about this class and delving into it. You know, I obviously studied up on this year's class, starting with the senior bowl. So I did go to that. So I have that background of information for, uh, you know, certain players who were at that game there in Mobile, Alabama. And also, you know, going to the combine and prepared. Uh, I did a lot of interviews um, and just generally being there in Indy and talking to people. You know, I've been around a long time, so I know a lot of people run into people, reporters and the like, beat writers and the like, and, you know, get their take on the lay of the land, the landscape. What do I do here? It's all information gathering. 
And if you, uh, you know, read my stuff at fantasypoints.com in the preseason, or if you listen on SiriusXM, you know, I'm all about the vibes. And a lot of it, just to get into that a little bit, is um, just kind of my my process and, and my deal. Um, but they're, they're not necessarily football-related vibes, per se, although that's part of it. You know, I certainly have a full understanding of you know, football and, you know, talent and skill sets and how they relate and translate to the NFL. That That's part of my vibe. But also going to the combine, like, a, like I was saying, talking to people, just getting a temperature in the room on a lot of players and then actually interviewing a lot of them and interacting or at the very least kind of observing and this is where you know like the football purists or, or like what the hell is this guy talking about like i said i know football i've been doing it long enough uh you know my track record i think uh probably speaks for itself but i i get a vibe on on people uh you know that's one of the you know keys to uh my success i guess i i do um read people pretty well and i i get a good vibe and a good feel and like i said my track record's pretty good uh, over the years, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, Dak Prescott, I happened to interview at the Combine, whenever that was, eight, nine years ago. And I just was kind of taken back by how mature he was, how serious he was, how diligent, you know, of a vibe that he put put forward. Uh, it was clear to me that this guy was willing to, he was a lunch pail guy, willing to do whatever it took. So... That preseason, he started playing well in the preseason. I'm like, okay, I've seen enough. And I said on Sirius XM, and I wrote it. I'm like, Cowboys got this pick right. Dak Prescott is going to be good. Going to be their starter for 10 years. So that kind of stuff. So uh, with, that, with all that said, um, like I said, I'm still gathering up all the intel. And, of course, we had the testing uh, and all the performances at the Combine to go off of as well. I thought I would kind of pop on here for the first time in 2023 and offer up my good vibes, bad vibes, 2023 NFL Scouting Combine edition. I just literally made that up right there, uh, but we'll go with it. So we will start at, of course, the quarterback position here and obviously the story was Anthony Richardson. I was hoping to get an interview with my man here, but uh, that did not happen uh, because, you know, he's a rising kind of a star here throughout this process. And of course that all culminated with an unbelievable performance, uh, whether it be running a four, four, three 40, uh, which was good enough for the first time uh, or, you know, really putting up outstanding numbers there in the vert and the broad I also thought he uh, threw the ball pretty well. Uh, but let me tell you this, in terms of a vibe, uh, again, I didn't speak with the man. I was in his presence a couple of times. I watched him at the podium. Uh, superstar vibe is what I got. So I, I'm all in. Um, I, I see the, the the talent is there. Certainly needs some experience. I'm not 100% sure he's going to be great at you know processing and you know diagnosing defenses, but... Uh, I don't think Cam Newton was particularly great at that as well. I actually think Anthony Richardson throws the ball better than Cam Newton. So uh, I think he'll be lesser uh, of a runner impactful-wise in terms of fantasy than Cam, but a better passer uh, than Cam. That's certainly a projection. Uh, The man has done very little in college, really only starting one year. But good vibe, superstar vibe 
being around Anthony Richardson, and that is a grown-ass man. I mean, I say it, it sounds like I'm an insult, but oftentimes these dudes, it's like 35-year-old dude. Uh, that is absolutely Anthony Richardson. Moving on, uh, Bryce Young, another player I was not able uh, to interview, but I was joking on Sirius, uh, never before. Have I focused on a man's ass more than Bryce Young? Obviously, that was because of all the you know questions about his weight. And this was before he weighed in, the day before. I guess this would have been Friday. And I sent back to the Fantasy Points guys on our little text string that I thought he was um, not small below the waist. I thought he... You know, had some bulk, uh, you know, below that waist, and lo and behold, he weighed in at 204. Um, certainly, nothing you can do about the height, but uh, generally speaking, it seems like a pretty soft-spoken uh, young man. Uh, so I don't have a ton there. Um, I did have a little brief interaction with him. Uh, I did get a good vibe for what it's worth. I mean, this really kind of means nothing because I only had a, a very brief vibe with the guy, but pretty good. Um, I, I think. Uh, you can see you can see the pedigree. I mean, you could see kind of, you know, coming from, I mean, the guy's a former Heisman winner, basically. You could kind of see that uh, in, in Bryce Young, uh, all in a positive way. Um, moving on. Now, let me just get to this because it's not all rosy here. Um, I call it the way I see it. Um, have I been wrong? I'm, I'm sure I have. But uh, generally speaking, when I have a bad vibe on a guy, it, it doesn't work out. I was giving the example on SiriusXM before this person I'm going to get to replace them. The worst vibe I had at the combine was Geno Smith. Just something about the way he carried himself. He seemed, um, you know, there's a fine line between having a chip on your shoulder and I don't say being indignant, but I, I didn't really get a great vibe on Geno uh, for what it's worth. We all know what he did in 2023. And so you can say, oh, yeah, so much to revive. And I, I would argue, well, it took him a decade, okay, to get there. So uh, there's that. With that said, your new leader in the clubhouse for me in terms of my worst vibe I've ever had at the Combine in what, oh, 15, 17 years. I've been coming, going there since uh, 2005. Will Levis. Um, can't really articulate it other than to say I felt that just awkward in the interview I saw him do with, uh, I believe it was Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin. It's nothing on them or anything like that, but just watching Will Levis, uh, the body language, he just seemed uh, bored or a little disingenuous, a little cocky. Uh, let's be honest here. I feel like he was for me. And again, you could, you know, throw this out because it's not analysis, but I thought to myself, okay, who else came across that cocky or, or worse? Um, you know, this is the worst since who? And I thought, okay, let me think, think, think. Darius Geis was the answer. Uh, so take that for what it's worth. But, you know, his workout was good. He is really talented. I mean, the guy does throw the ball very, very well. He's good size at 6'3 and all that. I, I would ask, too, by the way, wh why didn't he go to the Senior Bowl? Uh, he was eligible for that. He opted out of that. Um, not a great vibe on – uh, Will Levis. So just just throwing it out there. Very talented player, but it's not just the talent. Um, didn't like it. So it's a good litmus test. Uh, we shall see. You know, you could say maybe a little Jake Cutler-esque. Uh, uh, and I actually used to love Cutler. I, I, I was completely enamored with the, uh, the skill set there and the hose for the arm. It, it was different. Cutler was surly. 
Levis was a little cocky, I thought, or I don't know, arrogant. Um, again, nothing personal against the guy. It might be a warm and fuzzy human being, and I could be off base, but I'm just, like I said, passing it along. Uh, you know, I kind of lean back on the track record. It's uh, pretty darn good here. CJ Stroud, I don't have much to report. Seemed like a, a chill dude. I was around him for uh, a couple of moments. You, you definitely get in a little bit of an air of, uh, you know, that eliteness. Uh, from CJ Stroud I certainly like CJ Stroud I don't I don't have anything um, earth shattering here I absolutely missed a couple of guys too I can't really interact with everyone Jaron Hall at BYU was looking forward to I missed that I saw a little Jay Kaner I did like uh, Jay Kaner at the senior bowl um, I don't think he was wonderful in terms of uh, the workout a lower end guy a lot of people calling him like uh, the next Brock Purdy I actually didn't really get to interact or witness much of Stetson Bennett. Um, oh, I will say I did have a, a sit-down interview with Clayton Toon out of Houston. I definitely liked him, and he tested pretty well here uh, in the three-cone and the shuttle and the vert. He was solid there. Uh, I don't think he threw it amazingly well um, down there in Indy a couple of nights ago, but uh, good dude for sure. Uh, very, very mature guy, I can tell you that. Uh, I talked with him about – um, the clutch gene that he has, and he's like a two-minute drill guy. Uh, professional quarterback, threw for a ton of yards, 40 touchdowns last year at Houston. I think that was uh, second most uh, like ever or maybe behind Case Keenum there in Houston history. Um, yeah, but solid dude there, Clayton Toon, as was another guy, Tanner McKee, uh, out of Stanford. He did tell me he was you know, hoping to surprise a little bit in a couple of the drills and he wasn't awful uh in the three cone in the shuttle but dude six six you know i did talk with him about that the unique challenges you have with uh those massive uh quarterbacks basically uh but really really nice kid um that's about it i, I didn't really get a vibe on max duggan other than not great uh that really is mostly from the senior bowl uh watching him uh throw the rock saw a little bit of malik cunningham but really not enough to really say anything so i'll move on here uh the first edition of hansen's hints here at fantasypoints.com and it's about the nfl scouting combine which i attended uh in indy late last week over the weekend did a bunch of interviews here a lot of running backs to get to so I'm not going to touch on everyone because, you know, we have Brett Whitefield and the 2023 prospect guide. We'll have plenty of articles. We already have the best ball rankings up. Uh, so you don't need me to break down these players. This is more about just general vibe that I got from Indy, knowing what I know about the players, you know, which I'm certainly still learning. But, you know, I'm factoring in that as well, like what I knew about you know, these guys going in uh, to the combine and, um, you know, maybe my interactions with them and, you know, talking to other people and the like here. So um, looking at my list here, I'm actually going alphabetically. So uh, don't have a ton here. I did interview Chase Brown of Illinois. Very nice dude. Um, bigger than I thought. He's pretty jacked up. Uh so, uh, you know, that was a nice little interaction. He did well uh, in the vert and the broad. So he's got that. And he did well really in the 40. Um, he didn't do uh, the agility drills I see here, I guess. But um, 
Maybe I'm missing that on my file, uh, but yeah, pretty good vibe there. Uh, probably going to be, you know, maybe at best a day two pick. I don't, I don't even know if he gets into the third round. I think the running backs this year is a pretty deep group. We could get a decent number of them who are, you know, solid like Chase Brown is, uh, falling to the fourth round. But that's not even uh, my area of expertise. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, I saw a little bit at uh, the Senior Bowl. I didn't run into him at the. Combine, but uh, you know, big dude who uh, didn't catch a lot of balls, but I, I noticed he was a, a pretty good receiver here. Um, Evan Hull um, from Northwestern. I know the guy like literally couldn't throttle down uh, doing a lot of those drills, and he just kept on running. And maybe that is a problem. Uh, but I, I will say that something about this guy. Uh, he ran a four four seven forty, which I was a, l- a little surprised by, but he was there in, in in Mobile. Just the absolute definition of rock solid from from what I saw. So uh, he'll be a day three guy, I'm sure. But uh, he probably did help himself a little bit there with that four four seven forty. Evan Hull at a Northwestern had like I think fifty three catches last year, so I wouldn't be surprised if he. He's like a waiver wire guy in week 12, like two dudes get hurt, and all of a sudden uh, the third string guy, this rookie from Northwestern, goes out there and he you know, catches three balls in his first game and you know, gets 15 carries. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, Eric Gray out of Oklahoma. Unfortunately, I just kind of passed him by a couple of times, um, so I don't have much there. I did like him at the uh, Senior Bowl. Next up, oh, my guy here. One of my guys, and I know Brett Whitefield likes him a lot. I interviewed... Izzy Abanakanda, or Israel, as his uh, formal name is, out of Pitt. Uh, really like this guy. Happened to grow up in the same neighborhood that I uh, lived in in Brooklyn, New York, in Flatbush uh, when I was a little kid. So we, we had that uh, in common. We talked about a little bit. But um, real solid interview. Um, didn't run. Uh, he was dealing with some sort of... Uh, issue uh may have been a groin or, or maybe i'm thinking of tajay spears who i'll get to in a moment uh but so i guess he he did not run but uh, i can tell you his tape is good um wait for the 2023 prospect guide i kind of asked him you know i told him basically that like watching him i couldn't quite figure out if he was kind of a sustaining grinder or a burst explosive this guy and he was like you know yeah I have both both those elements in my game. He's not a stud, I don't think, but um, I actually slotted him as the number five running back here pre-draft for, for my rankings, my personal rankings, uh, which will be up at uh, fantasypoints.com uh, in our best ball rankings, which actually are right now. I'm going to revise them this week. But, yeah, overall, uh, not, a, not a ton. Uh, you know, the tape looks good. My interaction with him, my interview, I thought was very good. So I'm a fan of Izzy Abanacanda. He's one of my guys. Um, next guy I interviewed was Roshan Johnson out of Texas. I, you know, I made it a point to interview Abanacanda and Roshan. I put in for guys. I can, uh, I got a lot of them that I wanted, but not all. But another guy that Brett Whitefield is uh, pretty high on. Uh, he's another senior bowl guy. He actually tweaked something early. Uh, in the week so I actually didn't see any of them but Brett did he, he did look good uh, for very limited exposure down there in Mobile but um, good tape you know he was a backup so minimal tread on the tires I talked with him about that uh, but I could tell you man very very mature young man very serious dude you could clearly see how uh, B. John Robinson views him as like a great uh, teammate unfortunately he didn't test all that well uh, the vert was um, very underwhelming, 
and the broad was okay. So explosiveness might not be his thing. And he ran a four five eight forty, which isn't great. Uh, but you know, quality running back might just be a number two, but a damn good one. And I do think he has the potential to, uh, you know, see significant snaps for certain teams like the LA chargers who've been looking for a bigger back to team with Austin Eckler forever. I think Rashawn Johnson, Roshan Johnson would be uh, the best guy that they've uh, taken a shot on over the last couple of years. I'm talking like Larry Roundtree, even Isaiah Spiller, and of course Joshua Kelly, none of which have really stood out. Bijan, I did not interview, but man, I uh, I did tweet um, a quick pick. I, I snuck of Bijan just built well put together very impressive physique you know um we're in the business of checking out dudes let's be honest here we're we're looking at physiques well how big they are and uh i would say Bijan was the most impressive physique i've saw from a running back in in my 15 years i'm really thinking back um maybe jonathan taylor uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor and Bijan. Uh, I'm still not sure who's the better prospect, honestly, but um, absolute stud. Seemed like a great dude, too, uh, from from what I gathered here. Moving on, uh, Tajay Spears was next. Uh, I did interview Tajay uh, for quite some time. Very solid. Um, real solid. Uh, you know, I really wanted him because I thought he was unbelievable at the Senior Bowl. And, you know, he talked about how he, you know, is just out there reacting. So he's one of these instinctual, natural pl- players who's got really good spatial awareness. So don't, uh, you know, if you're, uh, if you ever run into the guy, uh, I'm going to say like if you're a reporter, don't ask him about a run or a play. Uh, you know, what, what were you thinking during that play? Because he wasn't, he was just reacting. Uh, that's his deal. And um, it, it's pretty evident on tape. Uh, hand came in. I mean, I shook the dude's hand. I can't recall thinking it was huge, but some of the bigger hands in the class, so that's good. Um, he could catch the ball. Uh, he did not run um, because he was dealing with a groin issue that he told me about on Saturday a couple of days ago, doing this here on Tuesday, March 7th. But he will be running at his pro day, which is coming up. Uh, so that's interesting because, you know, he did weigh in at 201, which is certainly better than, you know, 194, I think is what he was. So he's bulked up a little bit. I talked to him about that. Um, you know, he didn't really say anything about the 40 because he, he wasn't going to run it. But, I mean, that's really the question. Can you bulk up a little bit if you're Tajay Spears and still run well? I assume he'll potentially be a 4-4 guy. But one of my favorite running backs in this class for sure. And a good vibe there from Tajay Spears. Grew up a Saints fan. By the way, uh, you know, went to Tulane. He's from that area. And I said, oh, boy, you know, Alvin Kamara, he could be a good pick for those New Orleans Saints. Zach Charbonnet, or Zach Charbonnet, I didn't get a chance to interact with much. I, I will say I did see him and was near him on the set there. It's serious. Seems like a real nice young young man there. Uh, didn't test particularly well. Uh, although, yeah, yeah, I guess the 4-5-3-40 is okay for Zach Charbonnet. Moving on here. Taking a little bit more time than I thought going through all these vibes here for the NFL scouting combine. And again, I'm not necessarily our, um, you know, talent evaluator, our NFL scout um, and all that I, I'm just kind of information gathering I just want to get the the right answer to the test and so I'm looking at all the data points on these players 
Um, I'm watching their tape, not as extensively as Brett. Uh, I'm looking at Brett's uh, write-ups for the uh, forthcoming 2023 prospect guide. I'm talking to other reporters there at the combine. I'm interacting with these people myself, sometimes for you know as long as an eight to nine minute sit down interview, adding it all up, coming out of it with my vibes uh, for these dudes here. So we've already been to the quarterbacks and the running backs. Let me barrel through the wide receivers here. I have no idea what order my list is. Uh, So this is, I guess, somewhat random, but I'm going to start with Jonathan Mingo. um, Another guy interviewed. Nice guy. Pretty serious guy. Um, A lot of these dudes I interviewed were not exactly bursting with personality on like other years, uh, but real solid, you know, not going to hold it as a strike against them. Although I do dig me some good personality. I will say that. Uh, like Rashad White last year or uh, John Mechie, uh, one of my favorite interviews of all time. But anywho, Jonathan Mingo out of Old Miss, um, serious dude. I talk with him about uh, you know carry on carrying on that tradition of uh, big receivers from Old Miss, and he talked about DK and AJ Brown being big time mentors to him. Actually tested pretty well here, did uh, well on the vert and. Um, Bench press 22, threw it up there 22 times, which is second most in the class. So, I mean, he came out of this a uh, little bit of a winner here. Uh, you're looking for a, a more of a sizable uh, wide receiver. Came in at 220 uh, with big-ass hands, too, um, over 10 inches. Uh, arms, okay, not too shabby. Um, moving on, didn't get a chance to interview or interact with uh, a lot of these guys. I will say uh, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee – whose dad, also named Cedric Tillman, played in the NFL, uh, was a DB for the Broncos, was outstanding. Um, Probably my favorite interview overall um, at the combine. Very pleasant young man, very sizable guy. Unfortunately, didn't test all that great uh, in the 10-yard split or the 40, although, you know, it's 6-3, I guess, Four five four isn't isn't that's probably about average, right? That's like what uh, Devontae Adams ran. I know he was a four five guy. I'm not sure if he was four five four, but it sounds about right. He did um, solidly at least in the vert uh, with thirty seven. But again, I I can report um, very very strong young man, solid dude, uh, Cedric Tillman. Um, seems like he uh, was brought up correctly by his father and and prepared pretty well for all this. He uh, seemed very ex- uh, experienced. Didn't interact with uh, Dontavious, Dontavian Wicks, unfortunately. Yeah, so there were so many of these receivers. One guy I didn't meet and I really wanted to was Michael Wilson out of Stanford, but he was very impressive at the Senior Bowl. Um, I know our guys are all over that one there. Trey Palmer out of Nebraska, another Senior Bowl guy. I didn't necessarily see a ton from him, although I do remember a couple of plays now that I th- truly think about it. Now that I see that this 4340 is in the books here, 433, uh, Trey Palmer, I'm sure he helped his stock there. Uh, six foot 192, so he's a little slight, but hey, he ran a 43340, uh, and then the 10 yard split looked pretty good. He didn't do anything else. Uh, moving on, um, now Keishon Booty, um, um, Boutte, Keishon, oh no, it's Booty. Damn, this is still confusing me. I literally asked the man himself. Uh, like three days ago, it's a booty. Um, I did tell him, you know, there's a lot we can do with this. We can go booty, we can go booty, and didn't really get a lot of laughs there. Uh, it turns out it was a precursor to his testing, which did not go well. So he's got a little bit of an off the field 
uh, concern there. A lot of people thought he should have returned for another year at LSU. Um, didn't present all that well, um, to be perfectly frank about it. And then the next day he went out there and didn't test all that well. So not great there. Uh, Puka Nakua uh, from BYU. I did not get a chance to meet him. I wanted to, though. Uh, I guess he didn't do anything here, but he did look good at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I can tell you that. Next up, it's my guy uh, that I'm stealing kind of from uh, Brett Whitefield because it was his guy initially, but I was there too, though, and watching Rishi Rice out of SMU, and I watched the highlights and I watched the clips. Um, rock solid, uh, not a burner, but really good vibe on him. Obviously, the tape was good. I, I gave him my observations from the Senior Bowl saying that, you know, may not have Caught a bunch of balls, but he was open, and uh, the quarterback play wasn't all that good. Uh, he kind of seemingly agreed with that. Good dude, though. I I even gave him a couple of lines from the forthcoming 2023 prospect guide at FantasyPoints.com, a little preview to Rishi Rice himself about you know basically him having that dog in him, and he laughed and wholeheartedly agreed with uh, uh, Brett Whitefield's assessment on that. Can't remember the exact wording on that, but you'll see it in the draft guide uh, or the prospect guide. Just know that Rishi Rice himself totally agreed with that assessment. But overall, really good vibe from him. Uh, he did well in the vert as well. Um, running, it's not his deal. He's not a you know a speed guy per se, but I guess a four five one. That's not great. Uh, but again, that's not his game. He's a little bit more of a possession guy, physical guy, um, very pleasant guy, I will say. So maybe he's another one of these guys who are, you know, always uh, when I think about a guy like that, I always think of Pierre Garçon, like the nicest guy in the world off the field. But, man, you get that guy uh, between the lines there, man. Guy became a real a-hole out there. And I mean that as a compliment. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, didn't see much else here. Oh, uh, I will say Josh Downs out of North Carolina who – uh, was pretty good, uh, you know, running a 4 4 8, 40 and a 38.5 vert, which was pretty good. Um, came in, you know, he's a little undersized and a little slight at 171, but he was great. Um, really good interview, really good kid, uh, very mature. He knows what's up. Uh, so, yeah, I feel pretty good about him after that because, you know, the tape was pretty good too. The dude scored, I think, 11 touchdowns last year at North Carolina. Real good uh, vibe there. Zay Flowers, man, I just missed him. Uh, I did say hello to him and uh, told him he looked good holding that new weight uh, that he added and uh, seemed seemed like a nice kid here. Uh, 185, is that what he he weighed in at? 182? Okay. Um, Ran a 4.4240. Overall, I wouldn't say he was unbelievable. The arms and the uh, came in a little light there as well, but I still like him. Uh, and, you know, very, very brief interaction. Uh, got a good vibe there from him. Jalen Hyde, I, you know, and this one is probably the worst one you can go off of. Uh, you know, you want to go off this tape. I guess he tested okay. I didn't get a great vibe from that guy. Uh, th- this one here is probably the least meaningful one of all of them. Uh, just... It's I can't really articulate it, uh, but I, let's just say it this way. I, I can see why he's, um, I guess, considered like more of a speed specialist, kind of a um, space player, if you will. Um, 
Yeah, just just uh, maybe I'm being unfair with that one, but I remember thinking to myself, wow, okay, uh, maybe this guy might have some trouble. He just looked a little slight to me, I guess. I mean, very slight, actually. I think that's kind of what was a little startling. Uh, he, you know, he is only 176 at uh, six foot, so he's not the biggest guy out there. But uh, take that for what it's worth. That one there could be worth very little. Although we'll match it to you know how he starts out in the career and see if there's any correlation there. Um, did not get Marvin Mims, although he really helped himself. Did not get the Princeton kid. He tested very well. Andre uh, Los Losivas. Losivas. Uh, I will say I thought his hands were shaky uh, at the Senior Bowl. Um, a lot of body catching there. So uh, Jordan Addison, I did not interact with, but hey, I mean, no matter how you slice it. Uh, not great. Uh, he came in, you know, 173, uh, very slight, didn't test very well. He got it down to a 449. Uh, the first one was, I think, 45 something. And then the vert wasn't good or the broad. So, uh, you know, people are going to have to completely trust the tape on that one there with Jordan Addison. And then last but not least, I did like Tank Dell. I interviewed Tank Dell. Um, he didn't test very well, I guess. I mean, 44940 was, you know, I mean, he's a tiny guy here, um, but he did talk about how he's been dealing with these questions about his lack of size forever. He's used to it, par for the course, all that. But, you know, the the results, the data, the history of small receivers, it, it is what it is. Uh, but I did, I, I will say, for what it's worth there, uh, my opinion of Tank Dell improved after spending about five, six minutes shopping it up with him. And then last but not least, uh, the tight ends. I always have a good vibe on these tight ends in general because they're like the opposite of divas yet they're receivers and they're skill players so i mean these are always my favorite dudes i've got story upon story of great interactions with uh, tight ends at the combine probably the first one well maybe not the first one but the, the most impactful one for me was travis kelsey when i Back then, you, you would go to the Combine and it'd be a little conference room where they'd bring out the top guys. Each of the top guys at their position would get their own podium. And then the, the secondary guys would get like a round table and then they could just be available for 20 minutes uh, to you know talk to reporters who pull up to that table. Well, I, I'm looking, I walk in there and I'm like, oh, I see the tight ends are coming in. I walk, I'm like, Where, where's Kelsey? Where, where's he at? And I'm like, they didn't, they didn't give Kelsey a podium, so I go to Kelsey, who is sitting at the the round table by himself almost, and I basically said like, "Oh man, this is bullshit. You didn't get a, a podium," and he's like, "For real," uh, and that was it. Um, then I interviewed him and talked with him, and and I loved Kelsey uh, coming out of Cincinnati. And um, anyway, that's one thing, uh, one little interaction where uh, you know. I'm like, this dude's an alpha. This dude's a stud. Uh, give him some love. And, you know, that was backed up at the Combine. What happened? Hall of Fame career. Uh, correlation? Perhaps. Luck? Perhaps. But been doing this for a while. Let's take a look here at the tight ends that I talk with. I will say uh, I didn't interact with Darnell Washington, but he was very similar to Anthony Richardson. I'm like... That dude was born in like 01 or 02, whatever it was, like a like a 37-year-old man. Uh, he, you know, did pretty well here, I see, in the shuttle. Uh, the vert, though, a little underwhelming there, but, you know, no surprise, he was massive. Uh, but I guess maybe not a great overall combine for him, but um, not, not a bad vibe at all. Um, didn't get a chance to 
interact with the top guys, unfortunately. I did like uh, Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan, who did test pretty well. Uh, very smart guy. You know, he went to Michigan. Good dude, for what it's worth. Like I said, most of these guys are good dudes. Um, who else did I uh, hit up? Uh, oh, um, my guy um, out of Miami, Will Mallory. Now, that there's a guy. That's, that's my guy. I remember sitting at the Senior Bowl uh, being impressed by him. Scott Barrett as well. We were both like, wow, wow. This guy moves pretty well. And um, lo and behold, he ran the fastest 40. Uh, so I tweeted a picture of me and him out that I took after the interview. And uh, Will liked it and started following me. So, uh, you know, I have a couple of players, several of them like this, where I, I send them some words of encouragement via DM after they follow me on Twitter. But really good vibe on Will Mallory. Uh, he didn't test incredibly well. He did, I guess, come in a little small uh, overall, I guess, 239. Um, hands weren't huge, so I guess it wasn't all a, a you know a victory lap here for Will Mallory. But for what it's worth, I mean, at least he matched uh, what I saw in my eyeballs there at the practice field in Mobile by uh, running the best forty at the scouting combine. Okay, well, um, just went through it all here. I just kind of emptied out all the vibes that I have. Of course, uh, just just kind of a part of the puzzle, a piece of the puzzle. I am still. Uh, gathering up all, all intel on all these dudes. Uh, our guy, Brett Whitefield, and others are working on the 2023 prospect guide for fantasypoints.com in 2023. Yeah, and don't forget, that is going to be a free item. So make sure you're following us on all the socials at FantasyPTS uh, and all the other subsidiaries, uh, if you will, like Fantasy Points Data. And, uh, and get ready for Fantasy Points Data, by the way, in 2023. Uh, we're going to be giving also access to people who are on our free mailing list to uh, kick the tires on some of these uh, intense data tools that we're building that we're going to be rolling out uh, here in the spring. So big year forthcoming at fantasypoints.com, big year for the podcasting and big year for all the YouTubing. So I'll wrap it up here. I'll probably uh, next you up here on the podcast and video feed once that first wave of free agency hits i'm going to be doing the stock watch or the market report article for the site tracking all the free agency activity and all that good stuff so uh that'll be the next time i pop in here with a hansen's hints until then i am john hansen thanks for watching and again like us and comment and all the good stuff there on our youtube page and on the podcast feeds and We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. 